0: Welcome back. 11:60 a.m. uh the Quest at Atlanta Catholic Radio. We actually weren't uh, on a recorded. We were praying that live and we are grateful that each of you was praying with us for for House Bill 481. If we do get an update on how the the how it went, then we want to get in here and announce it as soon as we can. So we'll let all of our our volunteers out there update us when when necessary, but uh we are we are so grateful, so very grateful that each of you are listening, and we would also love it if you would become part of the team by calling us at 678-688-4549. When we do these local pre- pledge drives, we also get to invite in great local guests. And our next guest is Randy Rouse. Am I saying that right? Yes. All right. He is the CEO of Life Teen. We know that all good things begin with prayer. So would you start us with a prayer for this next hour?
1: Absolutely. Great. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, dear Lord, uh, thank you for all the ways that you move in our life. Thank you for all the opportunities that you give us to serve you. We ask, Lord, that you open our hearts and our minds and our eyes to those opportunities in our daily life so that we might serve you and be obedient to whatever you're asking us to do. We pray this in your name, amen, Amen. Son, Holy Spirit.
0: Amen, okay, so a few housekeeping rules before we get going, okay? So we get this bell, We, we wanna ring this bell whenever, for certain reasons, it's a celebratory bell. We ring it when we get a founder. A founder is somebody who says that they will give $100 a month for 36 months, or a one-time pledge of 3600 or 1200 a year, however you want to break up the 3600 over three years. Um, so we ring the bell. It's an automatic ring when we get a founder. We have had several founders. We just got two more, so we'll get the names of them here in just a minute. But I know we just got two more founders, so that makes 20 so far for the week. We have Julie and Julietta and Denise and Janet and Betty and St. Bridget's Men's Club, Michael, Father Peak. Denise, Major General Tom, an anonymous donor, Gift of Hope organization, Peter, the Christ the King, Knights of Columbus, Lynn Wood, who was the attorney um, for um, Nicholas Sandman. He was our first guest today. Mm-hmm. He gave us 5000 Johanna, Terry Newton from Mustard Seed Communities, Chuck, and then these last two, and I'll get the names for those last two. So those are all of our founders, $100 a month for 36 months, But any donation, any donation, monthly, one-time. Monthly donors are really the bread and butter because it it really helps us to plan and to to budget. So it's really nice if you can give monthly. But if all you can do right now is a one-time donation, then by all means, uh, give us a call and make that one-time donation. All right, so we wanna say also thank you to Jeannie, to Pete, to Sunny. To and to June to John, who all called in during the last hour. And now let's get the phones ringing for this hour 678 688 4549. We're talking with Ray. Oh, and we also got to say thank you to Chick fil A. I forgot that. Thank you to Chick fil A because they provided us with breakfast every single day of the pledge drive. And we are appreciative. It's the one on uh, Woodstock Road. So thank you, thank you, thank you to Chick fil A. All right, now we are talking with. Randy Rouse, he is the CEO for for Lifeteen. And before we start talking about Life Teen, maybe we can find out a little bit about you. Because, you know, we find whenever we do these interviews, I find that that God has prepared our guest all along the way, throughout their life, to bring them to the point where they're on the air speaking about some kind of ministry that they have. And I bet you're no exception. So can we just find out a little bit about you and what brought you to, to, to Life Teen?
1: Sure. Um I'm a I'm a convert to the Catholic faith.
0: Oh, those wonderful converts. Yeah, I know Unwind. you just had I know you just had one on as well.
1: Um my experience I grew up in northeastern Ohio in a very Catholic area, but I was uh grew up as a Lutheran and my family would only go to to uh Christmas and Easter, so we were like the creester family. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. And uh, uh of all places I decided uh it was too cold and too much snow uh, in the winter up there, so uh one of my best friends Suggested that I would go to uh, to the South for for college, so I went to the uh, University of Alabama. Okay. And uh, so at the time, the Catholic population at Alabama was two percent. So uh, I had a ninety eight percent chance of not meeting a Catholic. Yep. And so uh, I realized real early in my faith journey that God does not play percentages with us. Uh, it doesn't matter what that percentage is. If He wants to reach us, He's going to. So I started dating a girl, and lo and behold, uh, she was a Catholic. Uh, And not just a nominal Catholic, she was an on-fire Catholic. And so after about a month of going out, she asked if I would like to go to Mass with her. Uh, And so I thought, well, great, I'll make brownie points with her, and it'll be like another date. Of course I can go on a Sunday morning to Mass. We went to Mass, and after we went out for uh, a lunch, uh, and after we ordered our food, and the waitress walked away, uh, this girl looks at me and she says, so what did you think of the first reading? Mm. And uh, I, I don't know if you've ever gone to Mass and kind of zoned out and didn't pay attention to the readings, but I was guilty that day of doing that. Yeah. Uh, she even asked me, I know this wasn't even a fair question now, but about the responsorial psalm. Uh, what the second reading was, what the gospel reading was, and even the homily. And I'm sorry for the priests out there; I didn't even remember. All I could remember that was good, but I didn't remember exactly what it you was about. We're
0: sitting next to that beautiful lady in the in the pew there. That's Abs- all. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I think it was really important. Uh, she looked at me across the table and she said, "How'd you like to go again next week and try?" Mm. Uh, so rather than you know condemning me as a loser or writing me off at that point. It was somebody that cared enough about my soul to see if I would go back. And so I started going to Mass every week and paying attention to the reading. So I really uh, realized, you know, in the Catholic Church we come alive with uh, the Word of God and, uh, you know, hearing that at Mass. So it was it was amazing. And I knew I was going to get quizzed every week. And uh, that's what brought me to the church uh, and and eventually entered an RCIA class. Uh, because I was inquiring about the church. I it was no longer dating that girl, but uh, it led me to keep going to Mass and involved with young adult communities. And it was uh, uh, the teaching on the Eucharist that really solidified uh, m- m- my journey to the Catholic Church. It uh, was a very funny priest who was kind of like David Letterman who would you know joke all the time. But when he gave the talk uh, that night at RCIA on the Eucharist, he he teared up. And he said, I'm sorry, they just don't give us the proper words to describe what you fully receive. It's going to be a faith call. You're going to, something that you have to believe. And watching him cry and sitting there, just really, God really struck my heart. And I'm like, it's real. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a real presence in the Eucharist and, and I need to receive. So I asked him that night if I could go receive. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, um, you're going to have to wait till Easter. So I did and became Catholic. And upon becoming Catholic, he looked at me and he said, I expect a little bit more from you. You're not becoming Catholic to get married in the Catholic Church, or you you really want to be Catholic. So I think you need to get involved in some ministry. And I thought back about my high school years and how no one really had talked to me about Jesus my whole time in in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought, well, I'm going to reach out to high school kids. And that's what got me involved in, in youth ministry and ultimately led me to be involved now uh, unbelievably as the president and ceo of Life Team. Mm.
0: And and how cool is that? That, that you know, <laughs> it really truly God prepares us and and it was because you had not been prepared yourself in high school that then you were able to then reach out to the high school students that was on your heart and God prepared you for the the ministry that you're now in. As a Lutheran, did you believe in the true presence? Because some of the Lutheran churches do, depending on which one it is. Did yeah. you believe that, that you had the true presence, I guess, even though you didn't? Did you believe you did?
1: No, I think by just going Christmas and Easter, you really didn't get very good yeah. catechetical yeah, talks, even yeah. even in that. Um, yeah. So no, I didn't, I didn't know what was happening um, much of what was happening in the Lutheran ceremony, as well.
0: Okay, all right. I just, I was just curious because, um, you know, I, we did the the interview on the Eucharistic miracles, and I've I've interviewed several people over the years on Eucharistic miracles. Never has anybody been able to share that one occurred in a different faith who thought they had the the true presence. So to me, that's a real statement to the fact that the Catholic Church is the one and the only that has the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist. So, um, yeah, thank you. All right, so again, we are talking with Randy Rouse. He's the CEO of Life Teen. And uh, I was told that you've been married 31 years, father of eight, grandfather of five. So, you know, you didn't didn't stay with that first on fire (laughs) Catholic, but you obviously found another one.
1: You know, my first Sunday in Atlanta, my college roommate moved to Atlanta. I lived in Texas for a while after college. Uh, I moved in with my former college roommate in Atlanta, and I missed all the morning Masses. So I show up at the Catholic Church of St. Anne's in Marietta, Georgia, and go to the 6 o'clock Mass, and there is a priest who's here in the Archdiocese, Father Brian Sheridan, who was celebrating Mass, and he he uh, after Mass, I walk up to him, and I, I wanted to get involved with community, and so I said, hey, is there a young adult group here at the parish? Because I'd love to get involved. And he said, yes, in fact, you should go talk to Monica. And he takes me over and he introduces me to Monica, who now is my wife of 31 years. We started, wow. um, you know, I go to the young adult group. And um, uh, so I'm so thankful that I had a resolve for going to Mass. And I met, met my wife through the Catholic Church and here close by at St. Anne's.
0: Yes. Ah, so good. I love those kind of stories. Okay, I also understand that you are an international speaker to the youth and to those who serve the young, so we'll unpack that a little bit, but probably want to start with what is Life Teen, since you're the CEO of Life Teen, and then we'll talk about the, the traveling and the speaking. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, what is Life Teen? Again, number to call, 678-688-4549, talking with Randy Rouse, the CEO of Life Teen. What is it?
1: Life Teen is uh, an international movement in the church that has the mission of leading teenagers closer to Christ. We are the largest Catholic parish-based youth ministry. Mm. We're in over 2,000 parishes in 27 different countries, wow. and it really is a, a global movement. Um, I never dreamed that I'd be in the position I'm in. Uh, I think it's testimony that God uh, doesn't necessarily call the qualified, but He qualifies the called, wow. um, and that He uses messy people to do amazing things. So when they good things happen, people pretty much know that it's not Randy; it's uh. it's uh, you know the Lord working. Uh, so I have the privilege every day of supporting youth ministry, uh, youth ministers, and parishes, and helping to create a new positive culture for youth in the Catholic Church. So Life Teen challenges the status quo that says, oh, it's hard to reach youth and go, no. Youth need young people, they need people in their lives who are willing to walk with them, to accompany them on this journey. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a strong, we're centered on the Eucharist with a strong uh, devotion to our Blessed Mother. And it just seems in youth ministry, if you uh, focus on the Eucharist with a strong devotion to Mary, that, that math doesn't add up. One and one no longer equals two, it equals seven, eight, and sometimes ten and eleven mm-hmm. uh, with what can happen at a parish. So uh, Life Teen is parish based. We all of the national organization supports Catholic youth ministry within parishes. We we believe that uh the renewal of parishes, uh that youth ministry is vital for that. And um, it's an honor to serve it every day that way.
0: Ah, oh, so good. And and I saw on the, the website when I was looking up Life Team that there are three focused areas that, that you have. And I was actually kinda maybe a little bit surprised by that, but it said that uh you the The three focused areas are reaching teens, restoring parishes, and reclaiming our culture and It makes perfect sense when you think about it really, because if you can get to the teens, then the other two happen
1: absolutely yeah. and and how we reach teens directly is through our events. We have summer camps for teenagers, and, and those events aren't done separate where like parents drop their t- teens off and then they pick them up a week later. It's the parish youth leaders that are bringing these teens to camp and journeying with them for that week. Uh, we also host a bunch of the Franciscan University of Studentville conferences, six of them, including right here in Studentville, Atlanta, where about 3,000 young people will be coming this summer to have an encounter with the Lord. A lot of time of Mass and sacraments and Eucharistic Adoration um, so we we do provide uh, ways to reach teens directly. Uh, and then restoring parishes is we provide resources. So you have a room with 20 young people in it. What do you do with them that keeps the church relevant and exciting for them today? How do you get them deeper in their faith? How do we ultimately make them saints? Mm-hmm. We provide resources so that youth ministers can spend less time planning and more time with teenagers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's growing and parishes are loving it and then you're right about the culture like re, you know reclaiming culture i think it's it's uh, we've heard for a long time what the world wants to throw at these young people and uh the church needs to rise up and say no here's here's what we have mm-hmm. and uh so we we are trying to uh be in the culture but not of it so we have our website reaches uh uh hundreds of thousands of people each day uh, through our outreach on www.lifeteen.com. And um, there's blogs and, and relevant uh, articles for parents and people. And and uh, and we're also trying to help young people on social media uh, navigate all the waters that are out there and how to do that in a holy and Catholic way.
0: Excellent. Oh, I love it. And so I want to delve into that a little bit more. But, but before we do that, um, so when you met Monica... And y'all started collaborating on on youth ministry, correct? Mhm. Was it a life teen program at that point? No. No.
1: No, we were at the Catholic Church of St. Anne. We were we were volunteering. Okay. Um and we actually our first experience was uh volunteered to do a confirmation class. Okay. And um I learned a very valuable lesson that day. Uh the first class, we had just gone to the diocese that put on a uh a seminar about youth ministry, and they brought in an expert from in the, the world of youth ministry. And he told us everything that was going on in the lives of a ninth grader. And so my first class, I was very green, uh, not knowing exactly how to do youth ministry. And I remember being in front of the class and for the first 10 minutes, basically telling them everything that the t- expert had told me, like, yeah. I know your bodies are changing, your voice is changing, it's an awkward time. And the, the 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 teenagers just started getting more and more, awkward, you know, like yeah. looking at me weird. Yeah. Finally, one boy raised his hand and at the basement of St. Anne's. He just raised his hand. and He said, could you just stop? You haven't even listened and found out who we are and you're telling us who we are. Mm. And that the lesson I learned that day is still one that I carry today every day. And I think this is an important one for the church today is that most young people don't have people that will actually just listen to them we as adults want to give them an answer before they even get the whole statement out of their mouth. And many times they just want you to know, they don't even want the answer right now. They want you to know that this is what they're experiencing. So it was a very valuable lesson getting involved. So after a couple of years, uh, the pastor at the parish came up and said, Hey, would you like to be the youth minister? And, um, I really, one thing I'm not very good at is telling God no. And I really felt God was asking. So I asked my wife and she said, yeah, let's do it. You know? And so that's how we got started as the youth minister at St. Anne's here in in Marietta, Georgia. It wasn't till about a year later at at the basketball court there at the parish, a teenager walked up to me. He just moved here from Phoenix, Arizona or Tucson, Arizona. And, um, he walked up and he said, hey, I like what's going on, but I noticed one thing. The teens aren't, the teens really don't go to mass here. I like all the activities you're doing and the retreats and everything, but because we started this thing in our parish in Tucson and I'm not even sure what it is, but it's called life teen. And all that I can tell you is that the teenagers in our parish back in Tucson, if you were to hand them a calendar, the first thing they'd write down would be to go to mass. Hmm. And as a youth leader, I said, wow, that's really what I want. I want teens to connect with Jesus and the sacraments Mm -hmm. because If something ever happens to me and I leave, will the teens keep coming? Um, and so I found out about Life Teen and we went and took, brought a group out to Arizona to be trained on how to do Life Teen. And so in September of 1992, back in the day, uh, we kicked off Life Teen at St. Anne's in Marietta, Georgia. And I'm really happy to say this. Uh, the La Salette's have been its an amazing parish. St. Anne's has been uh, so faithful to the model of Life Teen there's still like three hundred teens that come every week uh they're they're bigger and better than when even when I was the youth minister there and the support that continues to come in um from that parish is is amazing uh to watch now twenty seven years later that life teen is still going and thriving in the parish
0: wow, and how many teens every
1: week I think they're over three hundred right now, wow, yeah so that's it's amazing. it's uh and and they're on fire for their faith. They're singing and participating in the liturgy and fully participating in the catechesis, what we call Life Nights, and it's it's going great. They also have, Life Teen has a middle school program called EDGE, and uh, they have so many young people involved in EDGE at St. Anne's that they actually have to do two different sessions rather than one large session. They have a 300 in each session, um, you know, just to be able to have Uh, the room for them at the parish. So young people um, will come alive if if we reach out and make them a priority.
0: I, you know, and I, I I agree with that. I am going to interrupt for just one second because I received a note that says we are $19,000 away from our spirit drive goal, man. We are going to celebrate when we get up to 150,000. That was the goal for this spirit drive. And we are just $19,000 away from it, so come on give us a call. I also got the note that we have a $1,000 match in front of us somebody has called in and said that they would give a thousand dollars If we can get another thousand dollars called in so it could be one person calling in and saying they'll give a thousand dollars Or it could be a whole lot of people giving a thousand dollars, and then it turns into two thousand dollars for Catholic radio She didn't give me a time frame, but generally when she does this, it's to the end of this guest. So I'm guessing we have until 4 o'clock or 3.57 to do this. Golly, we should do this fifteen times before uh, <laughs> before three fifty seven. So let's do it. Let's take. Uh, it's not often we double our money, although we've been doing it quite a bit here with uh, Catholic Radio be- through the generosity of so many people who have called in and said they'll make a match. They want to give the money. They do. They want to give the money. They want to bring other people along with them, and that's what it's all about. And and so, do you want to double your money? Give us a call at six seven eight six eight eight. 4549. We are right now at $43,370 for today, but we have a 3-day total right now of $131,471. So we are basically less than $19,000 away from getting to that goal of $150,000. I would actually love it if we could meet that goal and, woo, just keep on yeah. going. Wouldn't that be nice? So, come on, let's do it. We can do this because then we raise the necessary funds for Catholic radio. Number to call again 678 688 4549. Something else that I didn't mention, because it was kind of, you know, I was kind of squeezing in here for after the the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, we have the, we're continuing the Knights of Columbus Fish Fry Competition on Catholic Radio. Now, how, <laughs> how cool is that? We started it yesterday at the 5 o'clock hour, or at the 6 o'clock hour, and, uh, oh my, so we have... Um, we have um, the we had a Knights of Columbus representative from All Saints, from St. Saint Bridget, from St. Michael's Academy, uh, from St. Michael's, and from Christ the King, who all came and told about their fish fries. And then our listeners can vote by making a donation in their honor. A one-time donation gets one point. A monthly donation gets two, and a founder gets three. And right now we have. Uh, St. Bridget, they are pulling out. They are pulling out in the front. They have 21 points. Um, Christ the King is right behind them with 15. And then these two have been neck and neck the whole time. I think there's two people. I don't know what it is. We got all saints and and St. Michael's that are tied eight to eight. So And you know. all
1: parishes that are implementing Life, Teen, and Edge, by the way. So ah, there you a, lot go. Of, a lot of good going on. You know, I travel around the country a lot and around the world a lot. And Atlanta has uh, You know a a very positive impact on people. So I would encourage those all of us here in Atlanta, us Catholics in Atlanta. People look to us as an example of uh, the growing part of the church in America and how exciting things are happening. And I think uh, Quest is a big part of that. You know, as as we go forward. So I would encourage people to to really um, you know let's let's show them what we have here in Atlanta and how uh, the faith uh, Catholic faith is growing and uh, it's it's a dynamic. Place to be a Catholic.
0: Yes, agreed. And and uh, boy, the wonderful guests. I get to do these pledge drives a lot, but I'm telling you what, Atlanta, they bring in great guests. I you know, I, I shouldn't say that because all of the guests are wonderful in every single but I'm telling you what, there is a fire here. There is absolutely a fire here. So yeah. so let's keep that going. Let's keep it on the air, let's keep it growing. Number to call 678 Four five four nine. We are talking with Randy Rouse. He is the CEO of Life Teen, finding out about a whole lot of things. I think what we were talking about last was um, the resources that you provide for the parishes um, that, that really help them to to teach the, the teens about the faith, make it easy for them, because it's all there. So tell me, what does a typical, if there is such a thing with teenagers, I don't know that anything's ever <laughs> typical. I'm a mother of eight, I know. Yeah. You know. I've had teenagers in my house for a long time. Um, but And I had several that went to Life Teen, by the way, so oh, back in Kansas City. So um, what does a typical Life Teen meeting look like?
1: Yeah, we start with a, a mass that's geared towards teenagers where uh, it's a community mass, but it, we call it a Life Teen Mass where the music's vibrant, the homilies uh, speak to where young people are at. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we found something years ago that uh, when a priest talks to teenagers, the adults listen twice because they want to hear what they're saying to the young mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, and then following that, we have large group catechesis called Life Nights. And then um, so we follow the format of the Catholic mass. And if you think about it, the Catholic mass is the best meeting agenda in the history of the world. For 2,000 plus years now, we use a gather, we we gather people together, we proclaim the word of God, we break it open through the homily and through the actual physical breaking of the bread, and then there's a sending forth after where we're sent out to go and live this. And that's the exact format that we use for our catechesis with life nights within Life Teen. And guess what? Teenagers each week don't feel like they've been in the same format or watching the same person in the same video or any of that, it's always dynamic. We set different environments. We give all the ideas for the parishes to implement it fully. And the best thing is we have these people called core members who are volunteers, but they really aren't volunteers. They're just responding to their baptismal call to serve. And they dive into the lives of young people and have these Christ-centered relationships and accompany them on the journey. And so Part of that would be breaking into small groups during the night uh, where young people have this sense of community and they come together and they don't feel like a sidebar item for a parish, but they feel like they're part of the parish and they're they're central to it. And uh, when parishes make that investment in youth ministry, it bears a lot of fruit for the entire parish.
0: You know, and, and we hear so often, I'll ask the question, I'll give out the phone number again. We hear so often about teens, as soon as they're, they're out from under their their parents' home off to college or whatever it is, fallen away from the church and so I often ask uh, people priests, you know youth ministers, you know how can we really keep our teens Catholic and I hear lots of different reasons, but the one that has really resonated with me recently is they need to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It has to be personal, and it sounds to me like what you 're doing with Life Teen is helping that. So um, if we can talk about that for just a little bit, but I want to give the phone number 678-688-4549, 678-688-4549. We are at $43,470 so far for today. We need about a little less, about $18,500 in order to meet the goal for for this uh, pledge drive. And uh, we, we can do this. We are so close. We can absolutely do this. I think we can do it plus some, but we all have to step up and we have to, to make it happen. So the number to call, 678-688-4549. And right now we have a $1,000 match before us. So if we can get $1,000 called in, we get another $1,000 added to the operating budget. Um, so come on, give us a call, 678 688 Four five four nine. I think there's been one call of a hundred dollars. So that means we just need nine hundred more um, for this thousand dollar match. So come on, give us a call. You know, a thousand dollars goes so far with Catholic Radio because you know we can reach three point one million potential listeners through one radio station, only one paid employee, and uh lots of volunteers, lots of wonderful volunteers one radio station and we can go out to a potential 3.1 million people through the quest and that really is amazing because there are only about 5 to 7 I was trying to count it up with the with another owner of a, another catholic radio station how many catholic radio stations are there out there with 50,000 watts we came up with five for sure and two maybes and so it's 5 to 7 in there we're not exactly sure that are catholic that have a 50,000 watt signal and one of them's here in Atlanta. So it is pretty special that you can reach a potential 3.1 million listeners with your with your signal. And so we want to really keep this strong, but we need your help to do that the electricity alone on a 50,000 watt station is is tremendous. Think about that tower and the electricity that it takes to power that tower. Power that tower. I'm a poet and didn't know it. 678-688-4549. Come on, give us a call. Okay, so I asked um, Can you about, I just add something? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, I'm I'm a channel scroller on the radio. Mm. And so uh you know as i scroll through all the channels i don't know how you feel out there in radio land but oftentimes there aren't very many uh things that glorify god mm-hmm. what i hear on the radio mm-hmm. uh the potential for somebody that's a channel scroller to to land on the quest mm-hmm. And for them to hear the truth of the message of God and to hear a faith proclaimed in a vibrant way, the, the reality is uh, if we keep the station going, we keep it up, up there are going to be people's lives, and I know they already have been, that have been transformed by something they heard on the radio. And guess what? They decided that they were going to give the church a try, that they were going to go back to the church, or they were going to get engaged with the church. And so I think it's vital what we're doing uh, with the station is that it, it would thrive. And so, I would encourage people to to get behind that. You are donating dollars to a, the new evangelization. Absolutely, yeah.
0: it was it was uh, John Paul II, the great Saint John Paul II, the great, who said, "If Saint Paul was alive today, he'd be on Catholic radio." Yeah. and I think that's I think it's true. You know, it's funny we all smile, but it's also extremely true because it is such a, a part of the the new evangelization that he really talked with all of us. about and and so yes absolutely and and over and over again we hear messages from people you know when they give their testimony about what Catholic Radio has done for them they just air quotes happened onto the station so you're you're absolutely right first day for the station that I come from we now have 18 stations in that network but the very first day that the very first station was on the air somebody happened onto the station and called and said they'd been away from the church for 30 years and they were coming back yeah, amen. You know, it's just, and we had here here in Atlanta. It's a news station, so we don't have quite as many of the the testimonies. But uh, we had somebody this week who called in and said that they were they were entering the Catholic Church because of what they heard on on the Quest. So, yeah. you know, it, it does happen. It absolutely happens. So, six seven eight six eight eight four five. Four, nine. And I think before we started doing a little bit of begging, um, you know, I asked you the question about how do we form that personal? How do we make it personal? Not just something that's exterior, not just following what everybody else is doing, not just doing what our parents say or what our youth minister says. How do we make it personal?
1: Yeah, and I think that um, what we're what we're called to do is set young people up to have encounters with the Lord young people are going to make it there's two they've they've done research there's two decision points that young people are going to use times in their life when they're going to make a decision whether they're going to be active in their faith one is right between 7th and 8th grade or early part of 8th grade they're going to make a decision whether they want to be involved during their high school years mm. and then one is at the same point between 11th and 12th grade whether they're going to remain catholic beyond um and so it's not
0: at college, huh? Not at I college. Mean, they the they already make up say. their
1: decision okay. involved in the parish. Mm. And so, if we don't offer young people opportunities for encounters with our Lord, uh, we're going to, uh, you know, the the chances they say are that if a young person leaves not involved in their parish and in youth ministry in their parish there's less than a 10% chance these days that they're going to remain a practicing Roman Catholic. Mm -hmm. So while youth ministry isn't the only important ministry, it is a vital ministry for parishes. So that's what fires me up every day. Mm -hmm. It gets me out of bed, excited to help parishes to have that. So how we have, how we usher in these encounters, and you're exactly right, it's about a personal relationship. And I think for years, Catholics have been afraid to talk about it because it sounded like a very Protestant thing. But I don't know where they... Where that ever it came from, but a personal relationship with Christ is a personal relationship with Christ, and we receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Could couldn't have a more personal relationship with Christ than that. Right. Once we fully understand that, right. so with our emphasis on Eucharist, uh, Eucharistic adoration, the part fully participating in Mass and fully understanding what they're doing, receiving that. Young people respond. I mean, we see middle schoolers, seventh graders, who can spend 45 minutes of silence at one of our camps in adoration Mm -hmm. before the Blessed Sacrament. And at the end of the week, they won't tell you that it was whitewater rafting that was their favorite activity. It was adoration or mass Mm. or going to reconciliation. When we present the sacraments in a vital way that really ushers in that personal relationship with Christ, amazing things happen. Mm -hmm. And so Life Teen's all about helping parishes to— Bring teens to encounters so that the Lord can do his work mm-hmm. and, and really lead them to a spot where maybe they leave the door open just a little bit. And we all know that in our lives when we do that, the Lord will come running through it and, and find us. And uh, we're seeing young people all over the world be impacted by that. mm
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so good. So again, we're talking with Randy Rouse. He is the CEO for LifeTeen. Lots of great information for us. Surprised me because I was not expecting to hear eleventh, twelfth grade. I was expecting to hear the decision point was college years when you when you're not under your your parents' uh, roof anymore. So that that was a surprise to me. Um, but uh, gosh, you know, it, we just whatever age it is, we just have to to make sure we reach them. Cause one of the priests earlier was saying 90% um, leave their faith, um, you know, when they graduate high school. So, wow. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of a scary thing for all of us parents out there.
1: Yeah. You know, um, it really is being in that relationship with them and, and helping them explore where God might be leading them in their faith. And even praying through what their vocation is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen, uh, we did a study of the current seminarians in the United States. And right now, uh, 40% cite being involved with Life Team uh, mm. that are current seminarians. 40%! And, and we're only in wow. a little, you know, over maybe around 10% of the parishes in the United States right now. So those 10% of the parishes are generating... Uh, you know, upwards to 40% of the seminarians. And we're seeing uh, amazing fruits from that. And I think it simply is our focus on the Eucharist, giving teens a time of Eucharistic adoration to to pray in silence and hear the voice of God and have that personal encounter. Um, and secondly writing resources and getting youth leaders and priests to to talk with them and ask them if they've ever really discerned that. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's not even saying how many holy marriages there are through life teen and the uh, you know and uh and it's it's beautiful to watch how the how the faith comes alive when when we're very intentional about it and we uh, open up the door for the uh, the Holy Spirit and the Lord to, to work in their lives, you know. Yeah. And uh here in Atlanta, um, I have to say, you know, life teens in fifty three of the parishes. I think there's about ninety parishes in the diocese. So it's 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 in a lot of places. It's 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 continuing to grow. Years ago, um as a youth minister here, I realized we didn't have a retreat center, a Catholic retreat center for teenagers. And so, uh, through the generosity of a lot of people at St. Anne's in different places, we were able on a national level for life Teen to purchase a camp up in Tiger, Georgia. It's called Cove Crest. Wow. And now it's known all over the world as a place to go as, uh, you know, this beautiful scenery up in the, the far Northeast, uh, Georgia mountains. And, uh, now, you know, we have, um, A lot of things going on at Covecrest. And and this summer, uh, there'll be close to 3,000 young people who will go through a summer camp at at Covecrest. And then a few years ago, uh, now five years ago, we actually purchased a second camp up in Dahlonega called Hidden Lake. So Life Team now has two camps in, in Georgia. One of um, in the summers is open for for uh, middle schoolers. That's uh, the EDGE program, uh, EDGE camps up at Hidden Lake, and then Cove Crest continues to do the Life Team camps. And those retreat centers are, uh, you know, because of the growth in youth ministry and the diocese here, uh, they're full every weekend with parishes going up and having parish retreats and teenagers going throughout the year. And then in the summer— People come from all over the country to come and experience these Life Teen Summer Camps to have these encounters as parishes and then go back and light their parish community on fire. So Atlanta is ushering in a lot of faith movement for people way beyond our borders here through these camps and through all the things that are happening here.
0: So good. So if they are interested in one of the camps, what should they do?
1: You could go to our website, lifeteen.com, and then just uh, click on the, the camps tab and you'll get a a lot of information about our camps and, and the opportunities. Yeah.
0: Excellent. Okay. So you, I know you also are an international speaker, um, to the youth and, and those, um, who serve the young church. So, um, tell us a little bit about your travels and what your, your, your talks are about and the conferences that you provide.
1: Yeah, I just returned uh, last week. Uh, the, uh, actually, a week ago, I was in Lourdes uh, to kick off Lent. Wow. Not a bad way to do that. Not a
0: bad way at
1: all. <laughs> uh, it took a little bit of a private pilgrimage, but that was after a training conference we did in uh, Montserrat, which is outside of Barcelona. Uh, Life Teen has a very strong devotion to our Blessed Mother, so we try to go to, to, to Marian sites, and um, we, we trained 300 youth leaders from, from Europe, uh, 40 priests included, 25 religious, and 23 seminarians, a lot of those seminarians had been teens and life teen like in Spain. Um, and we're now in 120 parishes in Spain alone. Uh, it's, it's growing. Uh, I get to go. I've, I've uh, been able to speak at World Youth Days. And uh, really just, I'm a storyteller, so I, I tell my message of my conversion to the Catholic faith. I uh, like to think that uh, we as Catholics need to be talking about how God is moving in our lives. And so I feel like as a, as a speaker, I don't want to repeat a lot of the stories. What I want to do is be living a faith so dynamically and so faithful that I have new stories to tell and new experiences of how God is working. So I'm often uh, telling stories about how God's moving. And honestly, I think um, probably not one of the best speakers in the church or anything like that, but what I am is very real about how God is moving in my life. And as I said, I'm a messy person, so when Mm -hmm. people hear me say a story about how God moved and something I have recently done, um, they can relate and maybe they can enter into that and look at how God might be asking them or talking to them or moving them.
0: Okay, so I'm going to give out the number, and I'm going to ask you to share with us a messy story. One of your, one of your messy stories that will move the hearts of our listeners. All right, so 678-688-4549. 678-688-4549. We're at 40, $43,620. $43,620. $131,721 for the the three days trying to get golly our, our goal was one hundred and fifty thousand. trying to get up to that part i think we can still do it i absolutely how easy would it be really we still have until seven o'clock so we have over three hours to make this happen we can hit that and we can go keep soaring right on past it but we need your help 678 688 we will not be interrupting regular programming again until about six months from now and so really now's the time it's absolutely the time, the next three hours. We still have the the competition going on. Had a couple more calls on that. We now have All Saints at 8, St. Bridget's at 21, St. Michael's at 9, and Christ the King uh, staying steady at 15. So St. So Bridget's still pulling away and St. Michael's and All Saints still teeter-tottering. Just uh, one up, one down. Um, so come on, people. Give your vote for the fish fry, the best fish fry in In those four parishes, which one has the best fish fry? You vote one. Uh, you get one point for a one-time donation, two points for a monthly, and three points for a founder. Number to call 678-688-4549. And again, my thanks to those Knights of Columbus who, who came in with such great humor and and uh, camaraderie and the banter that was going on. A lot of fun. So thank you and please vote uh, for the best fish fry ever at one of those four parishes. We are talking with Randy Rouse and he is the CEO of of Life Teen. We only have him uh, until 3.57. Messy story. (laughs)
1: Okay. So a couple years ago at Steubenville, Atlanta, which is a large youth conference we we host up in the Gwinnett Center uh, every summer in July. Uh, So parishes from all over the southeast, a lot of parishes from Atlanta there. On Saturday night, there's a a Eucharistic procession where actually the priest processes through all 3,000 teenagers uh, while music's playing and and, uh, and, uh, so we had a priest procession with the Blessed Sacrament. My wife and I are in the second to last row in the back, um, and the priest is processing, and every once in a while he'd go down an aisle and lean in and put the monstrance right in front of a young person's face. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I'm listening, and I hear a conversation going on behind me from a teenager and his youth minister, and the teenager is in total disbelief. It's saying, I believe all 3,000 3, people in this room are being faked out. That monstrance, it looks like a trophy, And I think everybody's just up into all the hype, and this isn't real. I don't believe that's Jesus for a minute, and uh, I believe it's all smells and bells and all that. Mm -hmm. And the youth minister's like, come on, you think 3,000 people are being fooled? And he's like, yeah, I do. So while the priest is going around, he actually comes down our aisle and he puts the monstrance right in front of my wife and my face and I'm trying to get the priest's attention. Yeah. Cause I, what I really want him to do is to go to the aisle behind me yeah. and to put, you know, to go to this boy. Yeah. And, um, so I, I probably wasn't that respectful. This is my messy part. You know, I was like, <laughs> look, I like, I was trying to give him the eye to like mean pointing behind me. And, and I'm sure he thought, you know, Randy's having some, yeah. something going on. Um, so lo and behold, he, um, he turns and walks away and and gets about 50 feet away from where we are and he's going down another aisle and all of a sudden uh the priest stops and he hasn't done this the whole time he's in the procession and he actually retraces steps and he goes down the aisle right behind us and goes right up to this boy. Mm. Mm. And he's a he's goosebumps. a priest named Father Jose and he's got, you know, he's Puerto Rican and he he goes up to this boy and he puts the monstrance right in his face. And I hear the priest now for the first time that I hear him saying anything in the whole procession. He s- says to the boy he goes, "This is God. Mm. You better believe it." Mm. And all of a sudden I hear this boy just start crying and and reaches out and touches his vestment and um and I'm like you know, doing high fives in the in the row before him, and and I just think, wow, Lord, you are so great. You know, like I I don't know how you heard the voice to go there, but wow, thank you for you know moving through that. So later, when I talked to Father Jose. Um, I said, hey, Father Jose, I don't know why you turned around and went back. He goes, I don't know, it's the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, well, let me tell you the story. And he had no idea what was going on with that boy. And you see how, you know, we, and I think it ushers in perfectly. What we try to do is to set young people up for encounters with our Lord. Wow. All the volunteers that help, all the hours that go into a conference like that, it seems so tireless. Wow. For one person to have that encounter makes it worth the yes. entire weekend. Yes. You know, to to realize that and for him to have that in his life. And yes. and who knows where it led him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I don't call that a messy story at all. I think that is amazing. <laughs> amazing and the 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 power of God and the Holy Spirit and God bless Father Jose who listened. You know, uh, you know, because often, you know, we get these kind of kind of messages from the Holy Spirit. We think, oh, no, you know, it's you know, and but yet he listened. He turned around. He traced His steps and he and he said what was supposed to be said and what needed to be said. So God bless him. All right. We only have about two minutes. I have a shout out for you. Lauren is calling to thank you for all of your faithfulness. She is one of your original core members and she is so proud of how many lives have been changed through Life Teen. So, thanks, thanks Lauren. Thank you Lauren, that's awesome. Thanks
1: for your yes being an original core member. We couldn't do it without you guys. It really is a team approach within Life Teen.
0: Ah, oh, so good. Well, and so many things to be impressed with about Life Teen. Um, you know, the the statistic of 40% say they of seminarians current current seminarians current yeah. say that they were impacted um to their vocation by life team that's amazing yeah it truly is amazing you know and and who knows how many you know other other um young adults like you said go on to a a faithful marriage go on to be a single adult that's out there on fire setting the world ablaze doing all those things i mean you know you just don't know the the uh impact i you know i'm sitting here thinking someday grace of god um randy Randy rouse you make it to heaven there's going to be people say that thank you because they they change their lives because of what they heard and uh they're there with you i think it's true with catholic radio too i say it all the time there are going to be people in heaven who say thank you because i would not have changed my life except for what i heard on catholic radio and uh, we can all be a part of that it's pretty easy all we got to do is pick up the phone and make a phone call it's so easy 678-688-4549 and then give us some of your treasure everything we have comes from god all we have to do is give back just a little bit of it and uh the blessings are abundant. So six seven eight six eight eight four five four nine. We are talking with Randy Rouse. He is the CEO of Life Teen. We have about one minute, so last thought and then if you'll give a, a prayer for in for, Thanksgiving for yeah. this hour.
1: I, I would just say um you know if you uh if you can dive into the lives of young people it's worth it. I know a lot of people are hesitant to do that. Uh but walking with them um and really listening to them and journeying with them is worth it and and uh we can keep this faith alive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. We agreed. And so let's you know, let's... It's the restoring parishes and reclaiming the culture part of the the focus, the three focus areas that that Life Teen has.
1: So Lord, we ask a blessing today on on this drive that you could help your voice be heard in this community through this radio station, through all that we're doing at Life Teen, and through all of the ministries that are represented through this this show, that we, Lord, could glorify you in all we do. And we offer this up with the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now, now and at the, at the hour of our death. death. Amen. By the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: All right. So thank you. Give out the website again for them to go to.
1: Yeah, lifeteen.com.
0: Easy as that. Lifeteen.com. Really go, and, and they've got some wonderful things going on. And find a parish here locally that you can, or if you're listening online, wherever you are, whatever state you're listening from, it's all over the country and in several other countries as well. So get, um, find out more information, 678 688 is the number to call if you would like to help Catholic Radio. Go to a short break, and then we're going to welcome Sean Henry from St. Peter Chanel in Roswell. He'll be here um, at uh, 4 o'clock.